You are listening to Bringing Grace to the Nations podcast, where we talk about your theological questions. BGN podcast is produced every Saturday for your enjoyment. Get more information on our website, grace-nation.com. Also, follow us on Twitter at GraceNationMin and on Facebook. Now, here is your host, President of Grace Nation Ministries, Victor. Yo, 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 what is up, guys, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Bringing Grace to the Nations podcast. I am your host, Victor, and I am so excited that you have decided to tune in to a brand new episode, and this episode in particular, because I am so excited to welcome two very special people to the podcast today, and we will get into that interview in just a few minutes. Guys, I just wanted to give you a quick reminder that you should totally go check out grace-nation.com because we have so much content there that you don't want to miss. It's some amazing stuff. We have devotionals. We have blog posts. We have theology posts. We have sermons. We have song. We have everything. So you guys should totally go check that out. Sign up for our newsletter. Get the updates. It's something that you really want to check out. Guys, this podcast is so awesome. I really enjoyed recording it. I really enjoyed talking to these guys. We'll, we'll introduce you to them in a second, but I'm so excited that you've chosen to listen. Guys, you should totally check out some of our other podcasts too because we have a lot of really awesome topics that you would really, that I think you really benefit from listening to. We have topics on on language, on what is reformed theology, like how's this world gonna end? You know, like what's gonna happen? We have podcasts on all that kind of stuff. So you should totally go check out some of our most recent episodes you can listen to us on Spotify, on iHeartRadio, on iTunes, and on Google Play. So if Spotify is more convenient for you to listen to, switch over to Spotify for listening, you know, like on iTunes or something. Listen to us on Spotify. Listen to us on iHeartRadio. There's so many ways for you guys to get in contact with us and listen to us. We have, like, so many ways now, and so I'm so excited that God's doing all the stuff. It's amazing. Guys, get in touch with me too. If you have any recommendations, any you know criticisms, anything that you want to dialogue about, email me, gracenationministries at yahoo.com. You'll find me on Facebook, Grace Nation Ministries, Twitter, Grace Nation Men, and Instagram. We have a lot of stuff going on on Instagram, Grace Nation Ministries. Once we hit that 500, 500 follower count, we're going to do something awesome and you don't want to miss it. So make sure you go check that out now. Guys, without further ado, I cannot wait to introduce to you the Pastor Discussion Podcast. We're going to shoot on over to that talk, and uh, we're going to talk about Christ and preaching. I'll talk to you guys soon, and enjoy the interview. And welcome back, guys. I am joined today by the Pastor Discussion Podcast, something that's been in the works for a few weeks now, and I'm so excited to have them on the podcast, both John and Joe. Guys, introduce yourself. Where are you guys from? What do you guys do? How's it going? What's up, everybody? I'm John uh, Hawkins. I'm one of the uh, pastors here at Arbor Drive Community Church in York, Nebraska, and I've been here for five years-ish, four, four and a half, four and some change, and um, so yeah, uh, married and two little girls. And I'm Joe. I'm also on staff here. Uh, I oversee our music ministry and all. I, I get all the stuff that nobody else wants to do as yep. well. So fun. Uh, yeah, it, it's a good job to have. Uh, That's ministry, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> yeah. so, and so uh, you guys have a podcast. Yeah, we do. Called the Pastor yeah. Discussion Podcast. Tell us a little bit about that. You, you about, what, 20 episodes in? 
Yeah, we're about. Yeah, we we just yeah, finished our we, just we finished released our twentieth episode this week. Uh, we we just talked about John's like a he's really a go getter, and so he comes up with these ideas, and we're like, oh yeah, that that'd be good down the road sometime. And then a week later, and then a week later, here we are <laughs> after it doing it, and he's got all the sound equipment. So we just thought like, uh, so I'm a local uh, person. I've been in this church for over fourteen years, and John. Uh, was one of my main disciples up into ministry along with some other guys and we just thought about all those conversations that we've had that have been beneficial for for me and my discipleship and just mutually beneficial for us as as, uh, brothers and just to let people in on some of those things and and how we come to the decisions that we make um, and how we arrive at things so we we just wanted to let people in on that and and uh, and find a way to to reach another demographic or catch another group of people especially main focus being our church as yeah. we pastor here but also on a broader scale as well right yeah, yeah no. to, okay. that's awesome no yeah no keep going that's great uh, the, the the main idea behind it really was being able to let people in on some of the discussions that pastors have mm. um not only as as believers because a lot of the stuff that we talk about just ends up being stuff that we're working through personally but also um i think there can be a disconnect between uh, with, with people not seeing pastors as like real Christians that struggle with real things that have to work through those things. And so it, it was really just inviting people into some of our discussions that we have naturally, just having them with a microphone in front of us right? to, to let p- other people be a part of that. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And I mean, I kind of see the same way with Bringing Grace to the Nations podcast, the one that we have here. Like I just had some amazing conversations with friends. It's like, let's put a microphone in front of us. Yeah. And record it. I mean, it's it, and bring it to people who might be interested in in yeah. listening to us uh, to to us talk. So yeah, no, absolutely, that's awesome. And uh, thanks again for for joining us. So thanks for having us on, man. We're, yeah, I'm super really excited. You guys are great. <laughs> so being that you're both pastors um, and you both serve in the local church, what would you say may be the most effective way to reach people with the gospel in the church? Um. It- so preaching uh, by its very nature is gospel ministry. Um, the, as we look at scripture, we see over and over again the emphasis on the gospel, and Paul brings that out a lot. Um, everybody needs the gospel. The unbeliever needs the gospel. The believer needs the gospel. The gospel is what we have to keep going back to. The gospel is what saves us. But keeps us, um, we never wear out or outgrow our need for the gospel. So, mm-hmm. like in the Bible, you see issues with, for example, the church in Galatia. In Galatians chapter 1 and verse 6, Paul says, I'm astonished that you're so quickly deserting him who called you in the grace of Christ and turning to a different gospel. So, to turn away from the gospel is to turn away from God and desert the grace of Christ. And he goes on and says, not that there is another one, but um, there are some who trouble you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. So the centrality of the gospel is driving Paul's letter to the Galatians. And in like, if you look other places, you see like 1 Corinthians 9, 16, where he says, if I preach the gospel, that gives me no grounds for boasting, for necessity is laid upon me. Woe to me if I don't preach the gospel. And so mm-hmm. preaching is by very by its very nature gospel ministry because when we preach we're preaching christ we're preaching the gospel 
um, and, and sort of like Colossians 1 kind of sums it up. Once you were alienated and hostile in your minds because of your evil actions, but now he has reconciled you by his physical body through his death to present you holy, faultless, and blameless before him. If indeed you remain grounded and steadfast in the faith and are not shifting away from the hope of the gospel that you heard. Uh, this gospel has been proclaimed in all creation under heaven, and I, Paul, have become a servant of it. So Paul viewed himself as a servant of the gospel, and he viewed the gospel as the main focus and thrust of the Christian life. It's what everything flows out of. So um, the the most effective way to reach people for the gospel is to share the gospel, preach the gospel, um, and, and we do that in the pulpit. And so um, as we think through this, the question kind of becomes, what is the gospel? Right. And it's, it's the message about Jesus Christ and that he, what he has done to reconcile us to God. So if that's true, then every text should point us back to our hope in the gospel. And therefore, every text is, at least in some way, uh, pointing us back to Christ in the gospel. And so I'll give you like a practical example for us. We're walking through a series in uh, Genesis on Joseph right now. And uh, we can be tempted to look at, at the story of Joseph. There's, there's three aims that I, that I told everybody about why we're doing this series in Joseph. The first one is the, the story of Joseph isn't primarily about Joseph. It's about God and his sovereignty. Hmm. Um, second thing is because we need to learn to rightly read ourselves into the text. And the third one, or, or rightly see ourselves in the text. And the third one is... Uh, because we need to learn to see Christ in the Old Testament. And so in the story of Joseph, if you're seeing God's sovereignty highlighted, you're seeing where sin has permeated humanity. We're not the hero of the story. The hero of the story is really Christ, and Joseph is just pointing us forward to Christ. Right. And so um, I would say like the most effective way to reach people uh, with the gospel from the pulpit is to be gospel-saturated and Christ-focused, in our preaching, no matter what text we're working through, because it's all pointing back to Christ in some way. Yeah, no, absolutely. And actually, that, that brings me to a Tim Keller quote that I found. It's actually from his book on preaching, entitled Preaching. Um, and it says, every time you expound a Bible text, you are not finished unless you demonstrate how it shows us that we cannot save ourselves and that only Jesus can. Yeah, and I, I like I like how he says like you're not finished until you show the power of the gospel and how we desperately need it. Um, exactly, absolutely. And so, you know, bringing this uh, kind of you know how, uh, you know applicable to a church member, um, you know, how would a church member um, know if their pastor was preaching a gospel saturated sermon or a Christ centered message? Um, I mean, it might sound kind of simple, but it, it also I think it has some depth to it. So, like, how would a church member be able to know if their pastor was faithfully handling the texts and preaching the gospel? Do, I would I would say, do they do they have a biblical theology? Does every text, does every every time they preach, um, every time they have a, a service, is it focused on? pointing the people to Christ and their need for him or does it focus on the story and try to pluck little little nuggets out of the story versus versus uh, pointing people to the truth 
that they need in uh, the gospel and in Christ and in his saving work. So, I mean, th- those things can be easy to see. So we have to, I think, put emotion, aside, not aside, but submit emotion to uh, the text. Okay, mm. so we've, we've just done an episode on being uh, exegetical listeners. Um, and part of doing that is walking around, along with the text and not just taking everything that the pastor says as, uh, as gospel or as as scripture sometimes we just okay he said it that's what it means are right. you looking through the text are are you following along is he pointing you back to the truth of christ is he making the connections uh in those threads throughout scripture or is he just narrowing his focus so much that all he sees is this story or this this truth here um so that gospel saturation i i think i mean those things it seems like a simple thing um should be able to see it but sometimes we get fooled because bible talk can sound really good to us right like oh well that sounds really good yeah those are things i believe yeah i I should do this and i should do that well maybe and maybe this is just a key is is their goal that you would know god or that you would know more about god Mm. would you grow in a relationship with god are they trying to grow you in your joy and affections for him or are they just trying to teach you some stuff to do and stuff that you can you can grab on and take away with you which is what a lot of people want just give me something to do and i'll go do it and to uh, that point like there's the issue of there's the issue of moralism and moralistic sermons where Mm. uh i guess maybe a really practical question is uh is is the main emphasis in the preaching the believer and the, the what the believer needs to do or is it always rooting back to run to Christ, look to Christ, trust in Christ. This is what Christ has done for you. Hmm. So if we are making the hero of the story us, or we are doing man-centered preaching, that's not Christ-centered preaching. So where's the emphasis of the pastor? And, you know, John chapter 5, verse 39, and Luke 24, verse 27, both point us to the fact that all Scripture is ultimately pointing us to Christ. So... The, the other thing I would say for somebody that's sitting under preaching and wondering if it's Christ-centered preaching is is w- w- sort of like my parents' generation and, and my generation to a certain degree have grown up with a, a, a preaching that's sort of story time. Right. Like it, it's a lot of different uh, illustrations and disconnected stories versus plumbing the depths of the gospel and looking at how Christ transforms us and and really forming Christ in people, um, growing their delight and affection and joy in Christ versus looking at, hey, here's a moral of the story. You need to be like this. Um, Right. So I think those are are a couple ways in addition to what Joe said where you can sort of identify whether it's Christ-centered preaching or the alternative is really man-centered. Right. I mean, it's one or the other, absolutely. And I think think we kind of touched on this a little bit, but from the pulpit doesn't just necessarily mean preaching. I mean, we we have most churches like we have like this worship this time of worship uh, before you know the pastor goes up and preaches a sermon, and I think this time uh, this is probably more so of a problem in the church that people are just kind of blindly reading these words on the screen and don't really know what they're saying, and it's not Christ centered, it's not gospel focused, it's very like you said man centered. 
Um, and that's a huge problem. And I think, I mean, Joe, if you have anything to say on that, because I think this is a real problem that we're seeing. And so how can people kind of be on their guard and, you know, do you apply the same things that you would apply during a sermon to kind of the songs that you're singing or, or what would you do? Let me get his soapbox. Hang on. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is one of his things. It's our thing. We, we, we agree on this. Yeah. So you're right. I think the same, the same principles that we, we talk about with preaching, we need to bring to uh, the, the corporate singing as well. Um, they're not just songs that we sing mindlessly and do nothing for us. You actually, that, that God's made us to sing and he's, it's the only, it's the only, it's what, it's one of the distinctions of Christianity is we're a singing faith. Right. And, uh, with that comes somebody's banging on our door here. <laughs> Tell them, go away. <laughs> this is this is what happens when your recording studio yeah, is in true. your office. In your office. <laughs> so you've got these songs, and people can just mindlessly sing along and not engage in the same way that they do in the pulpit. And so you got some of the same clues. Is the song centered on man or is it centered on Christ? Is it pointing you to the things that uh, I'm just going to do this, I'm going to sing these songs, I'm going to I'm going to proclaim these things or is it going to proclaim truths of God and then th- this is how I respond according to that truth. Right. So in the same way we have you have man-centered preaching and or uh Christ-centered preaching, you have man-centered singing or Christ-centered singing. And one of the things that uh, I don't think a lot of people grasp is singing is a teaching tool. In the same way preaching is, if you look at Colossians 3, it's let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, and we do that by teaching and admonishing. So you have the preaching and singing songs and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness. So it is a teaching tool. It solidifies truths um, that can set up your people so that the preacher's message um, can be heard more readily by the people. they're They're ready to hear it. So... One of the ways, can you tell if you're in a Christ-centered, gospel-saturated church, is the music man-centered. Is it focused on the congregation's singing, or is it focused on the band? Uh, all these things point to, is it about us, or is it about God? Well, and right. also, the, like you were saying, the content. Um, the content of the music ties in with the content of the preaching, such that there, there's a... There's sing, we call it worship in the word and worship in song. Okay. Um, both are acts of worship. Right. Um, and when we're singing, we're, we're preaching truths to ourselves. And to ab- each other. And to each other yeah. about Christ. And when, when the worship in the word portion uh, happens, that's, they're complementing one another. Yeah. Um, right. So the whole service really is a worship service focused and centered on Christ. And so we try, in our, in our context, we try to remove any barriers or distractions throughout the whole service that are going to distract and take the focus away from Christ and the gospel. Right, yeah. And, and one other thing that I really wanted to touch on, and I think we hit on it a little bit earlier, is we talked about like this emotion. And I, and I mean, singing and music and, and you know this form of worship is definitely, you know, it, it does kind of bring up some emotions. Um, however, I think we can be easily deceived 
that these emotions are attributed to the Holy Spirit kind of speaking to us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so we could be singing something completely wrong, you know, just by mindlessly yeah. reading it off the screen and feel this kind of like overwhelming emotion and quickly attribute that to the spirit and be, yeah. you know, and we kind of get deceived that way. And so, yeah, one of the things uh, about going to T4G the last two times was to see the simplicity of what music does and what the truths that we're singing do hmm. versus what um, great musicians can do. Uh, with well choreographed music so it the music is there to be the helper to the content in the same way that the the time and song is there to be the helper to the time and preaching they complement each other um, but one leads and one helps and so if your music is leading then you can get that emotional high and you can get that that fake sense of the spirit moving the truth of the song is what should move you. The truth of the words right. you're singing is what should move you. So if your heart is moved by the truth you're singing, like that's, that, that's a pretty easy thing to, to tell. Am I moved by the truth of the depth of the songs that are connected to the truth of God's word? Or am I moved by uh, saying, Jesus, I love you, Jesus, I love you, Jesus, I love you, and really good musicianship? Right. And, that, and to, the, to the point that these two are related to one another, the preaching and the singing, the same is true of the pulpit also. You can have a very charismatic pastor that is a good public speaker, that is, you know, yeah, animated, really that right. is good at drawing emotions from the people. The question is, what's driving the preaching? Is the text and the truth of God's word driving the preaching? And the pastor is a uh, delivery mechanism for that truth? Or is the personality of the preacher driving it and the the scripture is used to bolster his uh intent so the same type of thing is true with music if you're if your music is aimed at simply eliciting emotional response and the way that that's done is through uh, the musicianship or the emotion of the music it's not being driven by the content right so content is king Absolutely. No, for sure. And I mean, I think that takes us into, you know, how would we advise a church member um, who might be, you know, in a church, serving in a local church, who's, who's been there for a while and is, has begun to notice kind of this lack of this gospel saturation, Christ-centered, and it, it's slowly getting less and less Bible-driven, less and less gospel-driven. What, what, what would you kind of, you know, encourage that church member with what would you say like what's a step of action or like what could someone do uh when they start to notice these things um it's interesting because my answer would have been totally different before i became a pastor Hmm. um my i would i would say be slow and and think through it because it might be that you're in a season where the church needs to be admonished toward um action because there's maybe like a like a cheap grace or a misunderstanding of an aspect of the gospel so what might be perceived as moving away from the gospel might be the pastor emphasizing the response to the gospel Mm. of obedience or the result of regeneration and a changed heart in uh joyful submission to and obedience to christ and the the issue might be with you and where you're maybe not not listening and hearing the intent and the truth behind it 
Um, so there, there might be a different perspective that the pastor has where he's trying to address something that you might not see as a, as a church member. So I would say be, be patient and slow and, and prayerfully think through the, the, the sermons. Maybe go back and listen again right. if they have it available and, and try to see if you miss something in the moment. Um, and then if, if you are seeing a pattern, like go and talk to the pastor, like sit down with him and, and have an attitude of, Hey, I'm a little confused here. Yeah, Help me understand. Like having a humble attitude when you do it instead of an attacking attitude or an, right. or an accusatory attitude, um, would be the right way to handle that. Um, cause I mean, we, we hear countless times people make. I mean, people will jab at you and make comments, and right. uh, and it's and it's it's derived around preference. Where I've also had people who have come up and asked just a legitimate question: Why are we doing that? Yeah. Well, what's the purpose? And then I get to actually walk them through that this is not just something that we do just because we feel like it. No, this is thought through. There's a conviction behind it. There's a reason we're doing it. Where it's what's best for our church as a whole. And every time that's happened. They've walked away. Okay, I understand. Yeah, I mm. get it. Yeah. So, so having that attitude of uh, wanting to understand and not just wanting it, some, something to change yeah. is uh, is really helpful. And the final thing I would say is, um, if you've talked to your pastor and there's there's a philosophical difference, or there's a there's a philosophy of ministry difference, or maybe he's not seeing the same thing you are as far as what Christ-centered preaching or gospel-saturated preaching looks like, um, I, I would be slow to leave. Hmm. I, I'd give it some time because it might be that God has you there in order to help that pastor see something. And those conversations that you have might be the instrument that God uses to correct an error um, in the church. And But at, on the other side of that, like... If it becomes evident that, that that's not changing, if it becomes evident that there's not gospel-centered preaching and Christ-centered, or gospel-saturated preaching and Christ-centered preaching, which are the same thing, but right. um, then then don't be afraid to to, to leave and, and go find a church where they value um, Christ in such a way that it's continuously pointing you and your family back to him. Uh, but to, if you're going to do that, to leave in the right way. Yeah. Yeah, right. like a lot of like a lot of us think, well, we'll just take off and we'll just stop showing up, and that's not the right way to leave. Like, leave in good standing. Right. If you're a member, uh, resign your membership and say, "I love you." I just, I th- we have a different, different philosophy of of what we think preaching should be, yeah. of what we think the service should look like, and we think you guys have strayed from the gospel, and, and we're we're just we're gonna look for somewhere else and do it with with grace and dignity and uh, with love, and not just just take off and not tell anybody. Right. Because like you said, I mean, God could definitely use you as an instrument to affect change within the church. And, um, I know as pastors, we need healthy church members to, to sometimes bring stuff to our attention and, um, and, and help us see maybe the way that we're saying something is coming across this way. Right. We don't even realize it. And so we're members of the church too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like pastors are members of the local church. We need one another every Every gift is essential, and, and we, we don't despise the toe or the, <laughs> the finger or the nose. You know, we, need, we are all under the headship of Christ, and, and we need healthy church members as pastors. Yeah, no, absolutely, for sure. Well, guys, thank you so much for, for the wisdom that you're able to bring as, you know, serving in the local church, you know, carrying out, you know, 
preaching and teaching God's word. Uh, we are definitely uh, thankful for your faithful ministry to to the church, and uh, I'm definitely thankful to have you guys on the podcast today. It was Thank you for uh, having us. Yeah. We really it was fun. It. I mean, I yeah. feel like 25 minutes just kind of flies by <laughs> when you're when you're just talking, man. It's crazy. Uh, it's true. I mean, you go back. I was talking to him, or I was talking to you guys earlier. I mean, you go back, listen to some of my first podcasts. They're two and a half hours long, and it's just like <laughs> I can't even listen to it, man. But um, the same thing is true with preaching, by the way. If I go back and listen to my sermons from four years ago, I'm like, oh, I got to turn this off. This is horrible. It's John's got a, four, a 14 point sermon. Yeah, exactly. Has, so. Oh, come on. That's not the Southern one. Baptist way. It? Yeah, I know, right? Three points, man. Yeah. That's all crazy. starting with the same letter. Yes, of course, with the same with the same sounding beginning, and they all have to rhyme. Yeah, that's, you gotta alliterate it. They have yeah. to rhyme. It's that's the. It's key. a lot of work, man. You're not Southern Baptist <laughs> if you don't. That's the thing. Um, well, guys, we uh, we totally appreciate you being here uh, and talking with us today and giving giving us your wisdom. Um, I'm sure this is not the last time we'll we'll talk. And uh, That'd be yeah, awesome. so guys, thank you so much, and we will uh, talk to you soon. Okay, sounds great. Thanks. Thanks, man. And guys, I hope you enjoyed that special interview with the Pastor Discussion Podcast. I had such a fun time talking to them and getting to know them and, and just talking to them off, uh, you know, off air. It was just really enlightening, and I had such an amazing time getting to know them, and I'm sure that we will do something together in the future. Um, it was just an amazing experience. These guys have some serious wisdom that I think they, I think you guys can gain from. I definitely did. So if you want to check out their podcast, I will leave a link in the show notes. It's called the Pastor Discussion Podcast. You can check it out on iTunes, and I totally recommend it. They're funny. Uh, they're really funny, and I really think that you guys would uh, benefit from from giving giving them a listen. So I'll give them a shout out. You guys should totally go check them out, and I hope uh, I hope you guys enjoy it. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. I'm so thankful for the community that we've been able to build with Bringing Grace to the Nations podcast with everyone who listens. I'm so thankful that that you guys have been just so just so you know faithful to the Word and faithful to God, and and me being able to serve you guys is really a serious blessing. And so I'm so thankful for each and every one of you who who tune in every week to just to hear me kind of ramble on. And uh, I hope I hope that that God really does use this podcast to, to help sanctify you, to help grow you in the scriptures, and to and to help um, help you on your journey uh, in this life. Because I know I can't do anything. I have no like I'm horrible. Like I'm a horrible podcaster. Like I just am. Like I'm just I can't do anything. Is only by the grace of God that 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 we are able to to reach the nations, guys. I can't wait to talk to you soon. I can't wait to, to, to hear some of your feedback, to hear, to hear you guys. Please reach out to me. You are beautiful and you are one of a kind. Until next time, take care and God bless. And that's the show. Thanks for listening. The BGN Podcast comes out every week. Questions? Email us at gracenationministries at yahoo.com or tweet us at gracenationmin. Until next time, take care and God bless.